This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, good to have Chris Thompson on the show a little bit uh, earlier in the 3 o'clock hour. Jags running back, uh, formerly of the Washington Redskins. Kind of a local guy in Madison County, just down the road. Florida State Seminole, of course. Speaking of the Seminoles, he wasn't around on this team, but the 2013 National Championship team uh, will be playing that national title game on Friday here on ESPN 690 right after the show. So that one will get going, I think, at 6 o'clock right after uh, our broadcast. So uh, check it out, Florida State fans. You'll want to relive that one, the national title, the most recent one uh, for the Florida State Seminoles. Brent Martino, Austin Lane, Coos here on a two. Tuesday. Happy birthday to Justin Cousart. Hope he's having a good day. We should have tried to embarrass him and all. I like I like how he's played it cool. He's like, eh, birthday, whatever. Yeah, I mean, day. I'm ba- everyone has one, right? And, and, yep, and that's okay. And I'm also okay if you love your birthday. Mm-hmm. Like if you just absolutely want to go nuts on your birthday, take the day off. That's fine. That's yeah. not me. Yeah. Like it's just totally another day for me. Yeah. Uh, so I have a hard time getting there, but I appreciate if you can get there. That's okay. Are you one of those serial people that will like wish everybody on Facebook happy birthday every single day? Because I mean, God bless those people. Don't get me wrong. No. But it's a it's it's a lot of effort, a lot of work out there. No. In fact, if if I get in that mode, because I'm not like a Facebook every day guy, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter That's like good. every minute guy. Graham, Graham but, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But. If I do that, then I'll usually text the person. Okay. Because I almost don't want to be on that list. Hmm. I got you. <laughs> Just be a little yeah. different. Yeah, I got because you. I don't know what to say. What's F- the, slide the DMs a little bit. Points. Can you slide the DMs a little bit? It's all right, man. Don't do that. Let's bring in ESPN's Jason Fitz right now. Fitz, get your heads out of the gutter, you two. Fitz, we missed you the last couple weeks. I know you're, I won't ask cake or pie for your birthday, but are you a big birthday guy? You know, I'm not a big birthday guy. Like, I never really grew up big birthday, but my wife is huge into birthdays. So, like, I've sort of learned the compromise on that. So I make her birthday a big deal, and then I just kind of skate through mine. Uh, Now, are you Austin, that's a good question, man. Are you, like, wish every Facebook friend a happy birthday, or do you stay away from that stuff? Oh, my God. Like, if I can not get on Facebook for months at a time, I'm okay with that. So, like, my family's had to learn the whole, like, oh, I, I tagged you in this on Facebook. It's, it's just meaningless for me. Like, it, it's just, it never, I, I don't know. There's something about, I like my friends better when I don't see them on social media. That is fun. like That's f- funny how you say that because I don't know if I don't know how to use Facebook properly at times or if my messages get hidden. Okay. But, like, I'll go back through Facebook from time to time, and I'll find messages, like the messages that people sent to me, not on the actual Facebook, but the direct ones. Yeah. And they'll be from, like, eight months ago. Probably like, from, like, HR or what? <laughs> from HR. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be like, where did these come from? Where were they at? Like, yeah. I can see my Twitter mentions. Yeah. I can see everything. I just must not know how to use No, Facebook you're all good, anymore. man, because let's be honest. If people are trying to send serious stuff over Facebook, it's not that serious at the end of the day, okay? If, yeah. If you get yeah. something serious to say, go and text message me. Or, you know, if you really feel like it, give me a call and I'll get back to you. Yeah, I feel bad a little bit because sometimes it's like, uh, maybe it's like a high school Friday night and we showed highlights. They're like, how can I get the highlight on my kid that was uh, on? I got but you. they don't know any other way to get uh, in touch. So it's a little bit of that, but I feel bad for. I've had to actually like train my friends and family too not to ever say. So, did you see the article on Facebook about? Because like there's this <laughs> there's this entire group of the population that wants to take whatever Facebook says as some sort of factual value, and I refuse to do that. Like for me, if I see that it's on Facebook, I immediately presume it's not true. It was never true, and it never will be true, and that makes my life much easier. It's like a tap shout, shout out to the onion. Yeah, it's gonna shout out to the onion yeah. for sure. Uh, Say, hey, man, how you doing without sports? Uh, You hanging in or what? Back a little bit. 
I mean, yeah, I think there's this moment where I'm feeling a lot more optimistic today than I have in a long time. I got to be honest. Like, I've long said that, you know, the, the municipalities are going to have to decide what they're comfortable with, and sports can say they want to return all day long, but that's not really the decision of the leagues to make. That's going to be the decision of government to make. But in the last few days, hearing different municipalities and states come in and say, you know what, we're open to the thought of sports with no fans, at least means that we're taking, a, I think, a step forward. And what happened over the weekend with NASCAR to, to get through an event and not have, at least so far, not have any reports of, of flare-ups as a result of it, I think is a huge win, not just for NASCAR, but the entire sports world that's looking around saying, what's it going to take to get back? So if they'd had a huge outbreak as a result of it, I think it's a massive step back. So I'll give it a win. For everybody, I'm starting to feel a little optimistic. A little, little, little slight optimism. I like that. <laughs> a little sunshine of rainbows. Jason Fitz with us. Uh, first take your take ESPN 690 here locally. Daily 1 p.m. until 3 p.m. And across the country on all the ESPN platforms as well. Joins us on Tuesdays here on the show. I, I, you know what? I feel you a little bit there, Jason. I said it yesterday to Austin. I, I said two weeks ago I was this kind of sunshine of rainbows guy. I said, you know, give us till July 4th and, and I think everything will get back going. I've got a positive vibe about it. Well, then Last week, I don't know if it was what Dr. Fauci said something or I was reading more on it. I seriously had a negative vibe to it. I was like, oh, boy, I'm not sure we're going to play football. Uh, I just I was kind of a down in the dumps. Now, after seeing this past weekend, three events on the UFC cards here in Jacksonville, they went off basically without a hitch. NASCAR soccer gets going across the pond a bit, a little golf as well. I'm with you. I feel a little bit more optimistic that we're going to get going on this. And how about the NFL facilities opening up? Do you think that's a, a step in the right direction as well? Does that give us a little hope? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, ultimately, if you're the NFL, you're looking around saying, okay, Let's just dip our toe in the water because they have the advantage of being able to sort of swell or come back however they want uh, without the same level of eyeballs because even though the NFL, and they are the NFL, they're not currently playing games. So if there is a minor setback, then they can figure out what to do with it and still have time to react. The NFL, to me, still stands out as one of the easier situations to figure out simply because uh, at the end of the day, the owners seem to always get one over on the players. I don't know why the Players Association has no more, more power than they do. And then the TV money really controls that league as opposed to like college football where attendance matters or Major League Baseball where attendance matters. So if you're the NFL, you're just looking at it saying, hell, as long as I can get something on a broadcast, we're going to have games to play. And I, I genuinely believe that's their approach. Jason, you mentioned college football. And when we talk about the optics right now of, you know, the, the, the student athletes getting back to campus early to start football, because obviously, let's be honest, I mean, college football makes all the money for the university. I mean, one would think that these players are almost like pawns in a chess game, because if you're a dean, if you're a president of a university, it's hard to justify looking out for the safety of your students when you have players back on campus already. So do you think that maybe it's a little, um, you know, gun-ho to be like, yeah, let's get the players back on campus, let's get them initiated again? And keep in mind, this is a state-by-state basis, a a campus-by-campus basis, but is it kind of irresponsible, number one, by the the deans, the presidents, to get these players back? Number two, is it irresponsible by the NCAA, who's supposed to sanction these kind of things? And number three, do the head coaches have to step in a little bit and say, hey, let's just take our time here and see where we're at? Yes, on all these things. The problem is, so number one, it's irresponsible by the universities whose sole objective for every student that walks on that campus is to help that student get, uh, move on in their life, move forward in their life, 
and to protect them. That is a huge part of what colleges should be doing to every kid that's on a campus. The minute you bring a kid back on a campus that's not publicly open for everybody else simply because they play football, you're no longer protecting that student, which is irresponsible by whatever school does it. Then you take the NCAA, which has already come out and said, hey, we're not going to try and govern this, reminding you that the NCAA has absolutely zero power. And the fact that they're going to Congress for everything that they need at this point, I mean, the NCAA is useless in this entire process. So then you need the football coaches to step up. But the problem with that is you've already got James Franklin coming out and saying at Penn State, hey, even if only some of the teams within a conference can play, you should let them play. So I think, unfortunately, everybody's looking around and they're saying, hey, we want football. I want football, too. You all know how important college football is to me uh, personally and professionally. It's a big part of what I get to do at ESPN. But ultimately, I should never put my own needs in front of the kids They don't have a players' union. They don't have a a, a way to unionize. They don't have a way to stand up for themselves if they feel uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form. And they won't have a voice for themselves if we push them back to action on campuses that aren't reopened. If they do that, it is irresponsible to the kids that play football. Jason Fitz with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, you guys bring up an interesting point. I I think they're – my curiosity when this all started back in mid-March is like how – are we going to come out of this and how will sports change potentially? Mm-hmm. And I think when we think sports changing, it's like, okay, maybe our viewing uh, with, without any fans, do we get accustomed to that a little bit? Or maybe some rule changes. If they play baseball, will they have the designated hitter in both leagues for forever now? Uh, if they end up deciding to do that for whatever season they might have. I also think of it like this, Jason, and this might be super outside the box and maybe these changes won't happen, but is it fair to think about, could these Power Five conferences, could this be the time to break away, could, to get away from a powerless NCAA, one that doesn't have a commissioner of college football? And secondly, do, will there be a correction in the, the outlandish salaries of college football coaches? Because what we're now seeing is the dollar impact on other sports and on the college campuses with other sports shutting down. So, yes and no. The The first portion of this this is a great opportunity for the Power Five to break away because they don't need the rest of the NCAA. And that is callous to say for a lot of schools like Memphis, for example, where game day went last year, that you know would be suddenly scrambling to figure out what's next when you look across the board. I know that's a very difficult thing. But if you're the Power Five football conferences, you don't need help on anything. The problem with the salary conversation is that realistically, how many people are going to absolutely protest if Alabama gets rid of gymnastics? Right. And ultimately, how many people are going to absolutely lose their mind if Alabama gets rid of Nick Saban? So unfortunately, this is a little bit of a supply versus demand uh, situation when you talk about fandom. I mean, people say all the time on ESPN, why do we not talk about insert team name here? And whatever the, the team is that somebody loves, they don't think gets enough coverage. And the answer, as you all know, is ratings. Like you look across the board and say, OK, what do people, the, the vast majority of the audience responds to what and that's why so many people talk about Brady and and Dak Prescott that's why like this is all studied stuff so I I continually say with the college football landscape as much in a perfect world as it would make sense for a Nick Saban to turn around and say hey I don't need 10 million dollars a year I could take less and let's keep the soccer team funded I don't think that's realistic and the other side of it is the soccer team's not filling a hundred thousand people every every Saturday in a stadium at some point Nick Saban is so the system is broken, and, and you mentioned through all of it, though, the other pressure that the NCAA is going to have to figure out, football teams are going to have to figure out, 
there's a long-term ramification. If there's no football this fall for whatever reason, not only will there not be any money for other sports, which is already going to be catastrophic, but the other side is the NCAA allowed precedent to be set when they allowed schools to decide if they wanted to give another year of eligibility for people who had winter sports canceled, or I should say spring sports canceled. As a result, how many football players are going to be looking for an extra year of eligibility? So football's still king, and it's going to rule every ounce of this conversation, in my mind. Yeah, it's a really good way to answer it. And as you're talking about it, I'm thinking Furman uh, just canceled their baseball program and lacrosse program. I saw that yesterday. And, and I guess our react. listen, I feel bad. I was a college baseball player. I, I think that's opportunity for there's a young man locally in Jacksonville that's a pitcher on that staff. He's a freshman. He had a season cut short, and now he doesn't have a baseball team anymore mm-hmm. at Furman, even though he likes going to Furman. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just, but we are kind of like, man, that really is a bummer. That stinks. Like, I feel for the kid. Oh, shucks. Give me my college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that's... Well, just and, and to that to that end, to let me be cold and calloused again for a second. You know, I was a classical music kid that was, through my entire life, geared towards the mindset of having gone to Juilliard, I was going to be a classical musician. It was a turnaround when I looked and I said, wait, 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 fiddle players make how much and orchestra players make how much? Like, I love classical music. It's part of my life growing up. But part of the issue that classical music will always have is it doesn't pay as well. So you can't there there's just it just doesn't have the same opportunities that fiddle players do. And this is no different. Like as much as there's a need for college baseball, college tennis, college sports, women's sports, particularly like that that would get the shaft through a lot of this. There's a need for that in society, but we don't monetize it the same way. So what do you do when the money's made on something that might not require the same? Like, I mean, classical music's tougher than country music. I'm just saying, boys. But at the end of the day, the money's better in country. So you go where you go where the ratings are at some point. <laughs> Jason, speaking of music, um, I saw you post something last night on Twitter, and I want an apology because you actually played the Circle of Life for a Disney sing-along on, on your piano, and my goosebumps have not gone away quite yet. I mean, I still have them. <laughs> so I want an apology for that. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a game for you today, but... Take me through, you know, growing up with your childhood. Obviously, Disney songs are prevalent. They're everywhere. Um, they're influential. What were some of the biggest Disney songs for you as a kid? And what Disney songs do you maybe want to play down the line a little bit um, for some more Disney sing-alongs? So the fun fact is they asked me to do that, I don't know, about a month ago, and I recorded the whole song, and I didn't know what they were going to do with it. And then, they, you're right, they put out a sing-along video that – yeah. They matched up with a couple of other ESPN personalities. It was a lot of fun. For me as a little kid, though, you know, I'm 43. So, you know, for me as a little kid, like Bare Necessities from the Jungle Book was everything. Right. I just couldn't figure out a good way to do Bare Necessities for this. So I was out on that. And then, like, I went through this whole I'm still in, like, an awkward fandom of Aladdin. I don't know why I love Aladdin oh, so that's much. Great. Yeah, but that's I, great. Did, I, I just – I was afraid to try Aladdin. So I looked at it. What I wanted to do when they – they sent a list and they said, hey, if any of these appeal to you, go ahead and do one. I wanted to do something that maybe I didn't have as much, as weird as it sounds, as much fandom on it so that I wouldn't feel as much pressure to do a uh, perfect cover of it. Uh, so that's why. You guys like not just to like in tattoos and a number of tattoos. He has bare necessities Dude, called up on his computer that's my as song. he's asking that's the question. My song. Yeah, I mean, in terms of there's such great ones. I mean, the Lion King Circle Life stands out to me. Um, Akuna Matata's up there, but the bare necessities will forever be probably my favorite Disney song. Brent, something that you know nothing about because you have a fireplace outside in Jacksonville, Florida, so you don't really know the bare necessities. True. But me and Jason Fish can hold it down for everybody. Hey man, when I was a little kid in Vegas. Um, one of my chores was back in the day, you know, we had these little the hardwood floors in this one room. 
And so I had to buffer, and kids won't even realize this now. You had to, like, put wax on these little, like, buffing paddles, and you put it on the buffer, and you plug the buffer into the wall, and you'd have to wax the floors, right? I used to just, like, walk around like I was Baloo the Bear, singing the Bear Necessities, with my foot shaking everywhere while I waxed the floor. There's your admission that nobody knows. That's awesome, it. Jason Fitz. And by the way, next time you come on the show next week, bring a pencil because I noted on a couple occasions we asked you like three questions at one time. So you might want to take some <laughs> notes. <laughs> oh, man. But you did oh, well it's all good. It. You did well with it. That's, a, that's what makes it fun, boys. That's what makes it fun. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, man, for hanging out, Jason man. Fitz. Uh, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. First take, your take. Have a good one. Have a great week, guys. <laughs> Jason Fitz. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. He must Sometimes he must shake his head when he leaves us. He's like, man, this is the most challenging thing I do every week. I know, right? Like, <laughs> the dude has his own show on ESPN Radio, but he comes in with us, man. It's like Stress City. Because <laughs> he Ooh. does not know what he's going to get. No. I was thinking no. that along the way. I'm like, man, Brent, how many questions are you going to ask the guy to answer yeah. in one question? No, for sure. That's all good, man. But hey, at the end of the day, right? It's different, though. I'm sure he actually enjoys it. Hey, there's a reason why he keeps on coming back. He doesn't have to. Well, you know I don't know. He might have to. Maybe he has to. <laughs> might be in his contract. I think it's yeah. in his contract. Brent, go to Disney song. What do you got for us? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lion King is fantastic. Lion King is fantastic. I mean, come uh, you on. Know, I, I am up there with Aladdin mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the movie. Mm-hmm. But in, in the songs. I can show you the world. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, <laughs> He's like, no, nah, we're all good. This is such a bad game for me to play. I mean, my mom watched Disney movies like of nonstop, course, so I watch them all. Little Mermaid. Yeah, you, you had a I thought the Little home. Mermaid uh, soundtrack was pretty good. Interesting. <laughs> Inter- can we get that on a button, please? I appreciate that. Sure thing. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I figured you'd like <laughs> little, that. Little Mermaid, huh? No, nah, Aladdin's my favorite one, but yeah. I don't know if I can show you. I don't know. What other songs are in Aladdin? Uh, I mean, it's really the, the Magic Carp one's the one I think of. Um, There's like the... The one in the beginning where he's like stealing stuff, they're doesn't chasing the, him. Yeah, doesn't Listen, the genie have a song? From a soundtrack oh, yeah. point of view. You never have a friend like me. That's yeah, right. yeah, Robin no. Williams. No, from, the, no. from, the, from the soundtrack point of view, I think Lion King takes the king. Okay. I think it's like your go-to, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Circle of Life, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. I think it, it's the go-to. Yeah. I was trying to be a little bit different, but it's not. Uh, one of my favorite Disney movies, by the way, for as a kid, before some of those, like the Little Mermaids and the Aladdins and Lion Kings came yeah. out, was Fox and the Hound. Oh, like it's oh. all-time classic. Oh, oh that really? is depressing. No, yeah. that was horrible. I know, but How as a kid, you... I loved the Fox and the Hound. Oh, what, what kid watches the Fox that, and the Hound and goes, "Let's watch that again"? That because bear when gave you, me nightmares. Oh. Because when you watch it, like the Disney movies, like, you don't understand that when you're like five or six years old. Oh, I did. I understood enough to have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> they were best friends and they fought each other and they they hunt the fox. That's horrible. Yeah, but I liked. It. Oh man, I just killed my whole vibe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I'm just now telling you. I feel bad for you man. as a kid, man. Ah, I, feel no, I don't feel bad for me. Yeah, you but might no. want to feel bad for me as an adult, but <laughs> not for, for as a kid. But no, I'll tell you, man. It's cool because the bare necessities was my jam, and I never knew what it meant until obviously I got older. And then like looking through the lyrics, I'm like, ah, all right. And it's also kind of a, a cool song about living your life. So double whammy. So I was all for it. Very good. What's the yeah. most recent uh, Disney movie you've seen? Oh man, is Coco Disney or not? See, I don't even Pixar, know. Pixar, I think. I was gonna say Onward, which I think is oh. also Pixar. Oh yeah, I think Onward is. How old is uh like Moana? I haven't seen it, by the way, but I just. Oh, is I've that seen like, it. Mil- you know, uh, Moana's probably like four years old, I think. Is it? So it's relatively. I'll tell you new. what. Yeah, my, my second favorite song that I've I talked about on Twitter a little bit, Shiny. I don't know who sings it. It's uh, Kuz, you seen Moana? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking so, about. So, yeah. so there's this crab who's shiny, go figure, but he sounds just like David Bowie. So, so it's kind of like a David Bowie tribute song. Oh, I love that. Coos, can you play that out here when we go to break? Can you play shiny? Coos, for the swearing, Coos, obviously. Coos, I know it's your birthday, but I was a little surprised you didn't have bare necessities ready to go. I know. You know, I'm honing it in today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, real fun fact. Today. So, so Coco is actually a Disney movie as well. Okay. Have, you, have you seen Coco? No. Dude, you want to talk about? I think the latest Disney movie I've seen it, does it count as Disney? The remake of Aladdin? Yeah, that yeah. was by yeah. Disney, right? Yeah, it had it would have to be. Yeah, but it's I not. I didn't see that. I, I didn't watch it. I thought it was okay. You watched the Lion King one? No, I have not seen that one. Yeah, I get it, but nah, we're good. You yeah, know, I mean, it's just it's weird because like it's so high depth, you know. So it's like I mean, it's great animation. What's well, not animation? It's like real life stuff. But then when they start talking and singing, it kind of throws you off for a loop a little bit. Yeah, I think Aladdin had a little bit of that feel, too. It, was a, it, it wasn't as good, but yeah. it wasn't also as bad as the critics say, well, in my opinion. True. And I'm like not much of a movie critic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Disney sing-along thing mm-hmm. sounded like, really? But it's actually kind of cool. Did you see Fitz playing his I stuff? I didn't see that. So he's playing the piano in one thing and then the fiddle in the other. So like it's kind of like mashed up. I got to see it. Crushing because it, I've seen it a couple times. It's really well it. done. Like crushing it's kind of it. cool. Yeah, like, here my son, we're playing death metal in, in, in our bedroom. But then Jason Fitz comes <laughs> out and says, "Yeah, hold hold my guitar pick and check out a real musician." The guy's a talented it's guy. Something to aspire to. Let me tell you, uh, talented enough to come on the show every Tuesday, <laughs> or it must be in his contract. I yeah. think it's the latter. And we're uh, thankful for that. Let's get back to some more football talk when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Play us a song, coos or something. Not from the Fox and the Hound, apparently. <laughs> no, they didn't even have songs. It was so depressing. <laughs> it was just gunshots, hunting the whole time. Yeah. Like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. Obviously, like the career that these guys have already had uh, is is pretty insane, you know. And then for them to come here and, and uh, add the experience that they have, and to really, you know, uh, help mold our offense and mold our team into what we want to be, you know, which is title contenders, you know, winning winning Super Bowl, you know, I think it's going to go a long way in terms of helping our franchise go in the right direction. Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady and the Bucks already out there working at some high school. They've tracked them down. Investigative reporting. See, Jags players, we don't really do that around here, I guess. <laughs> I guess if Brady wasn't down, we'd have to go try to track him down at high schools and in parks. And he's getting kicked out of parks. <laughs> uh, man, Brady's going to find an edge, isn't he? Going to try to do so. How good will that offense be? Uh, we will see. It's got to be good by default, right? I mean, even if it's average, it's good. At the very least, uh, in Tampa, they they can't be bad. Like, it can't blow up. But the only thing that can be bad is if Brady, one, gets hurt, or two, is really just a shell of himself. Like, age really caught up to him. But again, I'll say this about Tom Brady. The reason he is still capable, as as good as he's been and as long as he's been, is if you watch him throw his fastball, it's still fast. The reason why Peyton Manning had to get out, couldn't throw a fastball anymore. Yeah. And he didn't throw a fastball anyway. It wasn't like he, it was a Nolan Ryan fastball. Mm-hmm. But he threw it with timing, precision, and enough mm-hmm. of a fastball. Yep. Almost Greg Maddox-esque. I like that. You know? And he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't even be Greg Maddox. Mm-hmm. He was Brent Martineau throwing BP. <laughs> and so once that happened, that was it. Brady can still chuck it, man. Mm-hmm. He's still got a fastball. And... uh 
as long as he's got that, you know he's got the smarts. The game's slow for him, and now he's got all these weapons. I would think by default, screw the practicing at the high school and everywhere else. You can roll out the ball right now on September 10th or whenever they're playing the opener, and they should be able to score 30. So listen, this begs the question, is it too big to fail, right? Where no matter what happens, he has all weapons to be successful. And I honestly think... Uh, of any offense, literally in the NFL, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are too big to fail. I mean, he has everything at his disposal, right? The thing about last year, Brent, you go to Julian Adelman, um, you know, your your first round pick and Nikhil Harry out pretty much the entire season. Um, you had to depend on a lot of James White in the backfield as your safety blanket. Didn't have a tight end. Didn't have really a security blanket besides James White. And all of a sudden, you go to Tampa Bay where you have two arguably the best wide receivers in the entire game in Godwin and Mike Evans. Oh, and by the way, let's go ahead and sprinkle on three bona fide tight ends with O.J. Howard, um, you know, Rob Gronkowski, and Cameron Bray. Oh, and then on top of that, let's get an offensive-minded guy like a Bruce Arians who had success in Arizona. I just I can't foresee this unless it's going to be an injury where Tom Brady um, is going to struggle with this system, with this culture, with this coaching staff. I just had someone I know text me said, uh, all right, I'm listening to the show now because uh, you mentioned Disney songs. Uh, because oh. I tweeted it out. I said, okay, best Disney songs. It's come to this. Yeah, here yeah, on yeah. ESPN 690. We, we were talking about it. And uh, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, how can I equate Tom Brady to Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady is what character in a Disney oh, movie? Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> can, we go the, can we do Disney a whole character to NFL player bracket? Yes. Can we, do a whole, we can do a whole thing. <laughs> what song would he be? Yeah, let's just go Who over those Gardner things. would Gardner Minshew be is more the question. Oh, it's Good call with that mustache. I'll be so bad at this game. Kind of the tricks, but, yeah. But, I almost feel like it doesn't hook, or is Peter Pan Disney? Careful here. Yeah. I, I, uh, Peter, Peter Pan's Pan Disney. Disney. I was going to yeah. say hooks just because he had, like, that mustache, but. It's kind of an insult, though, right? Because he was a bad guy and didn't like clocks and the whole alligator thing dies at the end. Oh, does he die at the end? Oh, yeah. You guys read into this Disney stuff too much. What do you mean, I mean man? It has to be so I'm literal. Tr- hey, stand up for your boy Garner Minshew. I'm trying to help him out here. You're like, ah, Captain Hook, whatever. He's like the only character that has a mustache. Maybe <laughs> some badass Disney character and make him Garner Minshew. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I get what the storyline is. <laughs> uh, and so some Disney songs. Uh, There's no doubt Lion King probably takes the cake. Just to let you know, Careful circle now. of life. Careful now. Okay. I just can't wait to be king. Underrated. Oh, good one. Underrated. Good one. Yep. Speaking of Gardner, uh, <laughs> the can you feel the love tonight? <sighs> Come on, Ellen Come John. on, man. I mean, <sighs> I mean, if, if, if you're in high school, you play yeah, that Matata. Play that song for your girl. Oh, uh, yeah, and Matata as well. There's actually a UFC fighter who comes out to Matata, which is <laughs> one of the coolest things you're ever going to see. <laughs> Yeah, to be like, I mean, as a whole, I think that the Lion King with, I mean, Alan John's obviously a sheer genius because um, he was the guy who kind of composed all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Lion King probably takes the cake. It probably does. Uh, yeah. And see, you guys were sleeping on Little Mermaid, but Kiss the Girl is a pretty good song. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss the Girl was good. Ursula always kind of freaked me out a little bit, so I wasn't, you know, I was whatever with the Little Mermaid. You know, it's, here's, you talk about a generational thing in Disney movies. Yeah. Like, I, I'd go to those movies, right? From mm-hmm. uh, Lion King to Little Mermaid to Aladdin, Mm -hmm. those kind. And I wouldn't touch, like, Frozen. Really? No, because I don't, it just, it's like, nah, that's not good. I know, but I know, like, a whole generation would. That's my point. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't touch what you like the Jungle Book and mm-hmm. that. No, nah, not not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. of Disney movies. Yeah, like well, so everything after. Yeah, the Aladdins and the Lion Kings and and those movies yeah. that first, well, at least for me, would be my first wave. Yeah, 
It's like, whatever, you can have the rest. Well, yeah, that's a great point, you know, because, I mean, in my generation, like, you know, Snow White was kind of before me and everything, and Sleeping Beauty was, too. I remember watching those thinking, like, this sucks. Like, the animation's bad and everything. And then, like, obviously, Land came Dalmatians. out. Dalmatians. Yeah, well, that one was all right. You know, cool, <laughs> the bell, shout out to her. But then, I'm going to be honest, man. Of all the things that you said on this show, I've known you for a year and a half now. The fact that you were watching The Fox and the Hound like on it. a daily... I think it was the first one I saw. I still can't get over that, man. Uh, I saw it one time, and I was good. Dude, like, The Fox and the Hound is like Schindler's list of Disney movies, right? Where it's like, it's sad, you have to watch it, it's powerful, but then, like, you don't really want to watch it again. Like, you appreciate it, but you don't need to see it again. You kept watching it over and over, man. It's crazy. Fox and the Hound. Nah. Coos, this just goes back to really what's been a theme on this show for a long time. Go on. I'm a lot tougher than Austin. <laughs> I'll be honest, I couldn't handle that movie. Than awesome. I couldn't handle that movie. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, you know what? And someone had a great point here. Someone says Akuna Matata for Garner Minshew because he's so chill and carefree. Yeah. Enough said. No worries, right? Enough said. Yep. I like it. I like it. There's some good ones for. I mean, we could have we could have done something with that. We, today. Yeah, I know. This we is kind of an organic topic that yeah. we're probably spending way too much time on right now. <laughs> for sure. You're like, are you seriously still talking about Disney? Like, I'm probably gonna get another text in a moment saying, Are you seriously talking about Disney topics? <laughs> exactly. That's okay. Uh, but. We could have created something with the Minshew thing. You better believe it. I'll tweet it out after. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Steal it. Can't get away from him. Hey, uh, something we brought up the other day. Real quick thought on this. And (laughs) we started the show talking about uh, blow-up dolls. (laughs) Did you see the South Korean... Yeah. (laughs) Where they put blow-up dolls in the stands? They had to apologize for it. Yeah. But I thought the better one... I I tweeted at you because CBS had tweeted this and shared the story of they were actually making cutouts of fans, which really, listen, this is a good idea. It was for charity. Mm -hmm. It was like 20 bucks to buy a cutout. Mm-hmm. And you could put yourself in the stands, but it was like the day after I said on the show, I want the Martineau family in yeah. Section 203, oh, and I want to be able to create it. Now, what I thought it would be is more of an animation, like that Fox would create. I didn't yeah. think it would be a cutout, but, but now we just go with cutouts on the seats, man. It's a yeah. thing. No, no, no. Why no, is that no, not a no, good no, thing? No, the Jack no, should no. do this. Stop. For right, sure not they the blow-up dolls. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, I mean, they can do that too if they want. Both of you need to stop right now. Okay, first of all, it's for charity. I'm all about that, man. That's awesome. And I can appreciate that. But to say that cardboard cutouts for 20 bucks of you and the Martineau family or the Coos family just sits in the stands and time. No, it's weird, no, see, man. It's, it's absolutely listen, weird. It's not I was going to Photoshop my face on, like, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body and send that as Smart. my cardboard cutout. Smart. I'm just trying to picture one day when aliens come down. We have to explain to them, hey, what are you guys doing with these cardboard cutouts? It's like, well, all right, here's what happened. So there's a pandemic, right? We couldn't go to the stadium, so we got cardboard cutouts of ourselves, put them in the stands, and for somehow that's supposed to pass as good television. It makes zero sense to me. It, it cheapens the game, if you will. It ruins the game. Yeah, but here's what's going to happen. Don't, Don't you say think that, that somebody in the NFL or some major sport team is going to put, like, CGC water logo on every seat that's empty? Mm. And and take an, and try to get extra value in advertising anyway. Well, now it to. might not be the stadium; it might be like Fox. Fox will now like you... put it put like again seriously like Coca Cola or someone like that, and say, okay, we'll give you more bang for your buck because these are tough well, times, and mm-hmm. we're going to put or they'll they'll make the the big uh, what are those things called in soccer? Uh, the big blankets. Come on, 
Tarps? No. The big blankets. Uh, Stuart Weber, help me out. Call me in. Text me. What are <laughs> those, what what are those blankets called? in soccer? I know what you're talking about. You know I don't, talking about? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. What blankets in soccer? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. You'll know what I'm talking about Snuggies? once I get no, it. I, <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're talking what about. What a throwback. Man. Big blankets. Oh, but it's like the, it, it looks like a big tarp, really. But yeah. the fans hold it, and it would be like an average. But they might just put all tarps across the stadium <laughs> with sponsors. Yeah. Like all over the place. Is it, some sports team's going to do that, right? Why, why wouldn't you? Well, you know, I'm just now, saying, now when we submit for our cardboard cutouts to be out there, we all have to have ESPN 690 logo. Absolutely. But here's the thing, though. Are they going to show it on TV? You know, like with MMA, they obviously they didn't show the cutouts. Thanks, like, Jax, Boz, Tifo. What? You've never heard of that? No. You're supposed to be a well-rounded guy. I am. You go on the, the bold podcast, bold I, take I podcast. Did. I am, and I did. Tifo? They think you're cool. Tifo? Another example, I know, you're right? not. Oh, I know. They're, they're so crazy. Tifo? Is, They're is, a bad judge of people. Can you have T-Pose like the giant flag that they hold? Like they'll make them like they oh, might I make know, a whole thing huge. of like me. It's like yeah. Brent. Yeah, and then they hold it up. It's <laughs> yes. called a Tifo. Just, yeah. just call it a giant picture. Um, but anyway, so getting <laughs> back to get, get, getting back to the if you put cutouts in the crowd. First of all, if you're a football player, because you don't think about the football player ever. Okay, you just think about yourself and your family. Think about the football player who comes out on the field and just sees cardboard cutouts everywhere of random people. How creepy is that? Well, it's a little better than flipping them off. A little bit. I mean, if you can somehow make them where the fans can dump beers on them, too, as well. <laughs> now we're really talking about a game day experience <laughs> in Jacksonville. Mechanical now we're really talking, fans. Now we're talking about like some kind of mechanical arm that just tips the beer you just out. just put it in the tunnels. The, as the way pony. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then some guy from the Seattle Seahawks jumps in and fights the cardboard guy. Exactly, cutouts. punches him out. Exactly. <laughs> a tale is all this time, if you will. A tradition like no other. But no, like it begs the question, though, is it a waste of time? Because is the camera really going to pan on, on the crowds of the cutouts? I don't think so. I think the camera's job is going to be to focus on what's going on in the field. Just like in the UFC, you didn't see those wide shots, the pan-out shots of the crowd because nobody was there. I expect the same thing from the NFL, where they're not going to show cardboard cutouts now. If there is sponsorship stuff, then maybe they show that. They'll make but, the wide shot. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I'm not going to pick. I'm, I'm not going to see them, you know, zooming in on these cardboard cutouts. That's that's just weird, man. It's too weird. I think we're on. I mean, just think how much twenty bucks a pop, sixty five thousand. It's a lot to charity. <laughs> Would you be you worried? Can, that, like, that, anything that is by a the lot way. to charity. Listen, I know you can do anything in the name of charity, but anything. True. Like and and you can tell me it's a bad idea and you don't really like it, but you better whisper it because you're a bad guy if you said I don't like the idea because it's for charity and but we're raising we, money for a good thing. I just I opened it up by saying it's a, it's a cool because it's for charity. I said that. Don't don't put words <laughs> in my mouth now. Don't but, say Austin Lane's anti-charity. But this could start like a thing. Like Jags fans for away games could start purchasing themselves wearing Jags jerseys at away games, so it looks like a home game for Jag fans, right? Yeah, but then do you think the the home opponent's going to be so, oh, they're going to come out of the tunnel? It's for Whoa, charity. There's like 60% <laughs> Jaguars fans here. They're not making any noise, but the colors don't play well, really that, well. Well, that should be the thing. Uh, if it's more Jags fans, then we want some more booze thrown in there on that audio track. Wow, now, now we're talking. So now by the talking. way, these TIFOs, TIFO, TIFOs, TIFO, I think it is. It's not even a word. Yeah, I Jags mean, had them. Oh, Jags already had them. See the fans? Yeah. We are Jags. I think that was in the north end zone, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. A couple years ago. Stuart Weber, I knew he'd come through for me here. Always does. And uh, Jax Boz did as well. So, hey, there's the idea. Yeah. I'm not, I mean. I'll buy hey, my own TIFO. It's, it's for charity. Huh? You uh, buy your own TIFO? <laughs> 
Brent, well, Ty, Kaylee, and Steph. Here's the real question. the Action Sports Shacks and ESPN 690 logo. Will we, will we, will we, like, will, can we go to the press box still or not? Or are we going to be from home? I was home? thinking of that. Listen, I, I didn't get that far down the road because okay. I don't know. And to be quite honest with you, I don't really know if anybody listening cares how it's going to affect Good point. us. Good point. Uh, now, how will it affect reaction and what fans want i mean we're the facilitator of that to some degree yeah i mean <laughs> don't, the, 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 don't want to overvalue that but yeah, i mean the, those locker room yeah, yeah i mean people want to hear what the some have to say and i think we'll have a less of it if it stays like it is right now and, and things don't really kind of open the floodgates to what normalcy is i don't see us in the locker room i was thinking the same thing i wonder if we almost will be in the stands spread out because there's not enough room at least here in jacksonville mm-hmm. to spread out if all the press goes or could it be a limited amount of press mm-hmm. in jacksonville that goes to the, to the press box uh but they've you know at super bowls and things like that they have these auxiliary press boxes so we could kind of go out amongst the stadium and be social distancing mm-hmm. uh i think there are different ways to do it I, I don't know how that's going to be done and then on top of it how do you do post game you know again i don't think we're going in the locker room I really don't believe we're going to go in the locker room this year. It doesn't make sense, at least where we're sitting right now, that we would. Does that mean we don't get access to a bunch of players? We only get a handful of guys that come out to a podium? Will we be able to kind of get them in the hallway? But that would still be a lot of people in one spot. Mm. It's going to be interesting. I I haven't thought of it a lot, uh, but I thought about just a little couple of those things. And you can bet your bottom dollar that people down at Jags headquarters across the NFL, they're working on these kind of plans. Uh, But they'll have to be... You know, conforming to whatever, again, the local uh, rules are saying at that time, whether it's wearing masks, social distancing, and the like. So here's what we do, Brent. Okay? New idea. Because I, I hate that cardboard cutout idea. Once again, love charity. Don't like the cardboard cutout idea. You have a lottery for maybe, let's say, 200 fans in Jacksonville. You apply for the lottery, 200 fans per game get in. Okay? Because if you remember the XFL, one of the cool things about the XFL was their fans, right? If you remember, if you watched a DC Defenders game, I think it was, they had like that giant beer snake. Okay, so here's what you do. You bring in 200 fans of each NFL team for home games, and when there's a lull in the action or there's a timeout or something like that, you just focus on those 200 fans, and they have to come up with something creative to do. I don't know if it's a, if it's a beer snake. I don't know if it's something. You know, just <laughs> something snake. for – do you remember that? Or did you see that? Yeah. So I don't know if it's a beer snake, but each team has their own thing, right? So now you have that social media thing where you can make the gifts and the memes, and it's still – has that football feel. Now, it's not going to sound great because there's only 200 people, but I think from, you know, looking at it from your your television screen, it adds a little incentive. It, it adds a little something extra. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should do that. We should, like, make – we're setting the boundaries, okay? Okay. For the fans or for the media or whatever. We got to kind of – it's like a project. Yeah. This summer project. We got to come up with the rules. Okay. We'll send them into the NFL. I like it, man. We'll get it right. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll hit up my P- NFL PA representative and I'll pass that information TIFO's along. Tifo's everywhere. Tifo's everywhere. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Because I don't. Uh, that's how I pronounce ty- it. I'm gonna say Tifo. Uh, I think then. it's Tifo. Okay. Uh, and by the way, that was Bold City Brigade in the North End Zone that I showed you uh, from yeah. a few years back. I think that was uh, maybe 2016 because I thought I saw Gus Bradley. We are Jaguars uh, mm-hmm. was the chant going on uh, there. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. Uh, yeah, we'll get into some more football. That was the Disney <laughs> slash uh, blow up doll slash <laughs> fans and stands segment. <laughs> I don't know where that segment came from. Uh, it wasn't on the list. <laughs> we'll get to some more things on the list, including the rules of the facilities. Mm-hmm. Do you like what they're doing? Is it window dressing? Is the NFL taking it serious? And how long is it going to last? When are coaches and players going to get back in there? That conversation coming up on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Coos, what do you want for your birthday? 
Uh, Come know, on, I, you got to get something. Like, I mean, I got you, this if hat. You can buy yourself. That's right. You got like the eighty dollar hat. Seriously, because how much was that? Probably sixty bucks. Sixty dollars for a hat. He's lying. Going to add ten to that, or at least twenty. Yeah. I, I know you're lying to no, him. No, I'm dead serious. You can look it up. Yep. You don't even wear hats. I, I, I can't fit hats on my head. I mean, uh, sometimes I wear beanies, but that's about it. Like I have a lot of hats. Yeah. And I don't wear hats all the time. Though these days I'm wearing more of them. Yeah. But uh, I do have a little bit of a fetish with hats. Okay. Like I like hats. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like I don't know why. Like I when when I go to a like a pro shop or like PGA Tour Superstore or if I'm at a, you know, whether it's Dick's or Academy or something mm-hmm. like that or, you know, wherever. Maybe it's a minor league baseball game. I'm like, that hat's kind of cool. Yeah. The shrimp. Go to the shrimp. Yeah. You know, uh, store. It's yeah. Like, that hat's kind of cool. Yeah. And if I really would just ask the next question of how often will you wear the hat, I probably wouldn't buy it. That's what I was going to say. Because, but like, I'll go get the hats. Like, at the Players' Championship, they have 500 million hats for mm-hmm. sale. And I think I buy about a hundred of them. See, that's weird because I feel like everyone's got like their favorite hat that they rock. You know, like h- hats aren't like shirts where you have to like you know switch them out every single day. You, like you can keep wearing the same hat True. over and over again. So like I feel like most people, I mean, Kuz, that that hat's new that you got. Did you get for your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But I mean, for the most part, like Kuz wear the same hat, and that's kind of like what the general public does. You're a little different in that. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess. Uh you know, hats have become kind of expensive too. They're like thirty bucks for a hat. Now. They're not giving them away. Are and they? the other part about hats, see that I. I tend, I got helped out here. I'm not a flat bill guy. No way. Uh, not wearing the flat uh, bill stuff. See, here, no way. Here, here, here comes the get off my lawn, Brad Marno. Well, this is baseball. Get cha- I, I got oh, so mad go. when Ty started getting the flat bill caps. I'm like, what the heck is this? Can you just give me a regular cap? It's the flat bill, baby. Hey, Everyone's rocking those. He doesn't care. They don't care. The kids like it. It's yeah. in. But I want a regular hat. Like, I don't care if you want to wear the flat bill hat, but give me a regular hat. Brent wants to put his hat on the side and run over it with his tire on his car and then, like, have it bent like that. Yeah, maybe. But there is an art form to actually curving the hat, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. Remember the old, you have to put them in the dishwasher? <laughs> well, that and the, the, they made, like, a, the, the perfect curve thing, right? Where you put your hat overnight in the perfect curve yeah. for 20 bucks a pop at Foot Locker. That's like something you buy in the home hat. shopping network. I mean, you, you just can't, you know, use your hands? Come on, man. Yeah, I. but I do love hats. Like, I mean, look how many hats we have in here. I get, yeah. TBC Sawgrass hat. These, we got these a are all hat. yours, by the way. They are. Yeah, like, I've got hats everywhere. Brett Marno, your go-to hat, what is it? If you had to pick one hat for the rest of your life to wear, only one, and I know it's one it's hat. One hat, man. Oh, man. I used to have this white Red Sox hat with a B on it that I liked, and it really fit well, and I wore that a lot, but then it got Red disgusting. B, Red B. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, you know what's interesting? It's going to really sound like the company paid me to say it, but we have uh, Dome Hats made these um, uh, Action Sports Shacks, mm-hmm. the new logo mm-hmm. hats. And they're really good. Okay. Like this latest style. They what our Dream 18 hats have been really good. Like it's a good thin material for down here. I'm not answering your question. You're not. I would probably go with that gray. Here's the other thing I'll get, I'm going to tell on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, from a hat perspective only. Please do not judge outside of hats. Okay. <laughs> get the yeah. Get, get something ready. That's the dump button. Get the, some. I don't know. Don't judge outside of hats. Okay. okay. We have an agreement there. This is hats only. I'll try not to. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I'm a big, like, white hat or oh, gray hat fine. guy. You're fine. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm not a black hat, mm-hmm. green hat, mm-hmm. red hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, seriously, I don't yeah. like, I don't like, I would not wear the red hat as much. Like, it's a nice hat. Yeah. But I don't, I if you give me the, the same hat okay. with a Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp logo. Yep. 
and the red ones here and the white ones here, I'm taking the white one every day. But they get dirty, though. I know. I don't know. Like, the oh. Dome Hats guys, like, man, you love white. Why do yeah. you love white? Why do you always have white? They I just dirty. like white. I don't know. Man. I like the I white hat. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm not judging. So. <laughs> yes, please don't so judge. So hard. So hard. But the one that... When you I, say I like well, white. The interesting or a light color. Yeah. Like, the, there's a light gray mm-hmm. that uh, that I have for the Action Sports Chats logo. Yeah. The interesting thing is the latest Dream 18 hat was like a charcoal gray, mm-hmm. and it really is nice. It's a good hat. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like that, too. But Hat I'm, talk. Like, oh, there we go. It's like uh, this. It's like this. Kinda, yeah, yeah. This I is mean, somewhat charcoal. It's yeah, not a dark gray. I'd say it's a charcoal. At least it's not an $80 hat. It's... Uh, a white $80 hat, too. So will that get dirty? Can you wash it, and then it's going to be clean again? Or yeah, you, you can wear it? this in the ocean. You can wear it anywhere. Yeah. But it's not going to, like, get dirty because it's white? You can just throw it in the... Uh, is that like the Lululemon of hats? Oh, Brett, I it like that. Be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.